The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. The Africa Business Report brought to you by the Isuzu Easy Go. Why own a pre-built truck when you can rent it? Thanks to creative solutions from Isuzu Finance. T's and C's apply. Rona Capoldis, why do we always talk about Nigerian elections? I mean, do they do elections more often than anybody else? It feels like they're permanently on some kind of election footing. <laughs> they're, they're every four years, Bruce. But uh, yeah, there's one coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, and no surprises that there's a lot of investor interest uh, in this. Um, you know, Africa's largest economy and most populous country is ge- going to generate uh, a lot of attention. And for the past few years, investors have been sitting on the sidelines and are now deliberating whether it's time to re-engage um, with a change of government. So, you know, they're focused on the economy and I would say three key issues, the three Fs, if you will. Um, foreign exchange is one. Uh, as we know, Nigeria runs a very complex currency rate, and that's been a big headache for investors. Access to liquidity has been a major issue. I've been looking for some kind of harmonization or unification of the currency rates. And linked to that is the future of the central bank governor, who's quite a controversial figure uh, and who attempted to run for president um, last year. So, that's the first issue. The second one is fuel subsidies, a very emotive issue for Nigerians. Uh, but currently a huge drag on the fiscus. The subsidy scheme costs uh, as much as $7 billion US dollars for the country annually. Um, and so they need to create some fiscal headroom. Uh, will there be the political will for that? We'll have to wait and see. And then the third issue is around foreign investment and the attitude towards that. Um, you know, as we've seen with both the South African businesses like MTN, multi-choice, um, you know, they've been kind of subject to some really draconian and clumsy policy making and legislation, some heavy handed regulation, which has been quite punitive and interventionist. So they're looking for a shift to a more investor friendly approach as well. Yeah. And I mean, the it doesn't have the sort of razzmatazz and the pizzazz, perhaps, of the American presidential race. Thank goodness. Um, but do the presidential candidates get a chance to go and showcase themselves and strut their stuff? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, with, with these elections, they, they often campaign in poetry, but then they have to govern in prose, and I think Nigeria is, is an example of that. Um, you know, the manifestos and the reality of what they implement are often very different. Um, but, you know, what is encouraging is that all of the presidential candidates, Bola Tinubu, Atiku Abubakar, and Peter Obi, are all making broadly the right noises. So, you know, they've all acknowledged the fact that the fuel subsidy needs to... Uh, needs to go either partially or in totality. They've all said that they're willing to float the Naira freely. Um, and, you know, in the instance of Abu Bakr and, and Obi, they've pledged quite aggressive um, reform uh, of, the, of the economy with Abu Bakr looking to privatize a lot. Um, so, you know, positive, positive um, rhetoric over there. Uh, but, you know, there won't be any honeymoon period for the incoming president. Um, you know, Nigeria's facing multiple issues on the political, economic, and security front, um, and they will need to hit the ground running to restore confidence in this economy. What about Mozambique? I mean, Mozambique is gifted uh, or cursed, but I think gifted with gas resources. Um, that, unfortunately, it's made it's a target for terrorists coming down the East African coast. Um, gas plants mm. shut down, and there's been huge disruption. Have there been any progress? Yeah, so you remember there was a horrific attack in Palma um, a couple of years ago in April 2021. Um, and the situation has improved uh, a little bit since then. And the 
CEO of Total Energy's Patrick Puyan, uh, was in the country recently. He met with President Nusi. Uh, and the purpose of the trip was really to try and gauge what was happening on the security front. Um, so, you know, and whether they could lift their, their force majeure, um, which has been in, in, in place since since uh, April 2021. So, you know, whilst there has been some improvement, um, one of the preconditions that Total Energies have set for recommencing their operations in Mozambique is an improvement in the overall security situation in Cabo Delgado, uh, in the whole province, not just where they have strategic assets. So, you know, at Signal Risk, what we're expecting is that we don't see force majeure being lifted before the second half of this year or early 2024. Um, and even then, you know, for exports to go live, it will take three, between three to six years. Um, and then we're also waiting on ExxonMobil Exxon to make its final investment decision. So still a long way to go um, in this gas story. Uh, not ideal for Mozambique because the longer the delays, the more deferred the benefits. But there are also, you know, some positive um, factors at play. You know, the global gas market conditions, investor sentiment. Uh, has picked up towards risk assets um, and Total are trying to diversify their energy mix. So, um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see, but uh, at least some kind of progress. Okay, good on that front. Eswatini, we've seen quite a lot of arson attacks in Eswatini in recent weeks. It feels like something is afoot. Yeah, um, I spoke to someone recently who compared it to uh, South Africa in the the 80s, um, and the violence, of course, is extremely concerning. Uh, we've had clients suspending all business in the country uh, just because they're, they're deeply concerned around what's happening. And for context, you know, there's been a series of arson attacks and targeted violence against state property and personnel, as you mentioned. Um, the violence has been claimed by a relatively new armed resistance movement called the SISF, the Swaziland International Solidarity Forces. Um, they're kind of like the Omkonto Wessies of the Sotini. Uh, we don't know too much about them apart from the fact that, you know, um, their, their grievances largely stem from the lack of political reform which followed the 2021 June protests. So, you know, there was, there was talk and, 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 you know, pledges towards a more democratic system, uh, more freedom, uh, uh, political freedoms for the opposition, but that hasn't materialized, and that's why they've kind of resorted to political expression outside of the conventional structures. So we expect violence to, to increase because the government, I think, is going to be quite heavy-handed in the way it tackles uh, this group. And that could lead to kind of more efforts towards targeting pylons, dams, roads, um, and these kind of uh, sabotage kind of attacks. So the outlook not great over the longer term for Eswatini. Are things improving in Tanzania? Because that's uh, been politically quite fraught in recent years. Yeah, this is a good news story. Um, you know, the new president, well, not that new anymore, but Samia Sulu Hassan, um, who replaced John Magafuli in 2021, uh, has been a breath of fresh air, uh, and she's continued with a reform trajectory. On the political front this time, you know, she lifted uh, the ban on political rallies and meetings that was instituted under Magafuli, and that was a, a, a big political reform that she carried out, and that enabled the return of Tundu Lisu, who was the opposition uh, leader who was in exile in, in Belgium. So, you know, definitely a positive on that, on that front. And that's, I think, largely because she's consolidated her position within her party, within the CCM. Um, and, you know, this follows on the back of some really strong economic progress. Um, you know, FDI in the country is up, regulatory risk is down, sentiment has improved. 
as have diplomatic relations. So definitely moving in the right direction in Tanzania. Fantastic news. Thank you so much, Ronak Kopoldis, Director and Africa Analyst at Signal Risk, based in London.